In association with nzhikes.co.nz, it's Bushwhacked, not the wrestlers, lighthearted tales of adventure from the wilds of Aotearoa, New Zealand. Hi, welcome, Mark. How are you today? I'm very good, thank you, Cam. Oh, by the way, I learnt I learnt something, uh, dear listeners. I'm going to share something with you about uh, about our beloved co-host, Mark. Um, don't keep him waiting, or your inbox will be bombarded with Drake memes. Um, I didn't know Drake had so many memes. Um, Neither but... did I, Cam. But you got draked. <laughs> I draked you. <laughs> I did. I was I was draked. <laughs> Severely. <laughs> Severely draked. I think my favorite gif that you sent me was the one where he's uh, where Freezer from Dragon Ball Z yeah, 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 is, yeah, is, yeah. is shooting fireballs and then it cuts to Drake doing his hotline bling dance and batting them away. Yeah, yeah, that's my favorite. Uh, you can probably Google that gif, everyone, if uh, you want to know what we're talking about. <laughs> Now, now, speaking of what we're talking about and what we actually do talk about, we probably should get a little bit on subject. And I'm just going to jump in right now. All right. Um, and um, big shout out to our friend Bevan Hayward, the recipient of a brand new NZ Hikes book. I'm sure he's out there listening uh, to us speak right now. And also, he's probably got through it. It's not a hard read. Um, quite an easy read, available on the website, folks, nzhikes.co.nz. And um, one of the reasons why I wanted to jump in there, Cam, is just to say that we did the whole give us a five-star rating and uh, show us that you did give us a five-star rating and you go in the drawer. And, of course, Bevan Hayward, the lucky recipient of the book, which was the prize in that competition. Uh, and we're going to do it again. All right. Whether that is just a desperate plea for more people to give us five-star <laughs> recommendations, we will let you decide. But there is a book, another one out there, and uh, you've got yourselves a little bit of time, folks. As you know, we don't record live, far from it. Um, so all you got to do is just have a listen and give us a five-star review and proof of it. And you could go in to win the book. And the book is available on my website, like I said, nzhikes.co.nz all proceeds made from that book after we've paid the publisher go to the Active Hearts Foundation which is a charity that a good friend of mine set up and they do some good work in Nepal where hopefully I'll be heading in October of this year that is the plan you got a plan Uh, in place eh? yeah but I'll get up to date with that in uh, the injury uh, part of our little podcast here, so I won't say any more. All right. Okay. Well, uh, it's funny you should mention that, Mark, because I am going to need a Mark injury update. Hooray! All right. <laughs> now, when um, last we spoke, Mark, uh, you had a personal wizard who I believe was casting spells on you. Um, and that was definitely giving you some hope. And uh, oh, it's chiropractor. Sorry, uh, you had a chiropractor casting spells on you, and um, that had given you some relief and some hope. And uh, still waiting for physio to do the same. Is that correct? 
That is correct. Um, and so what I can say is it's been a, a steady um, uprising of, you know, just feeling better, feeling like I can do a little bit more. And it took a while for me to work it out. But what's really been happening is at the end of each day, I feel pretty rubbish um, when it comes to my hip and my back. Definitely do more the next day. Um, so it's the recovery aspect of it and I think a lot of that is down to um, a lot of the physio and rehab work that I've been doing at the moment and just doing it consistently yeah and so that's lots of stretching um, just recently something that was added in to the physio work was going to the pool um, now I've never been a big water person um, but you know anything to get me back to at least going on some walks and I went to the pool, it was quite cool, but um, obviously my first time in there I was a little bit nervous, um, but what settled the nerves was the fact, uh, and I didn't know this, uh, that it was school holidays, so the pool was full of children. Now, if you can't hear the sarcasm in my voice, <laughs> very sarcastic, um, but as you can imagine, going to a pool that is jam-packed full of kids with all sorts of toys and balls and all sorts of things flying around, and my physio having to scream to me to do these different exercises while I'm dodging a ball or pushing a floaty away. And yeah, it's been interesting, <laughs> but uh, it's just more, you know, more stuff. It's good. It's, it's not sitting there sore, not doing anything, which was only a, you know, a good sort of couple of months ago. Um, but it's feeling further and further behind me each day, so it's, no, it's good. Positive oh, steps. that's amazing. Yeah, so that no, was good. Um, quite good. So you feel yeah. like you're, you're, you're getting up, and then the more, the more you move, the, the better you feel, and it's just up and up and up and up, eh? And keeping with the whole stretching, the whole routine. Um, also joined a, a group pain therapy um, group. Mm -hmm. and uh, I guess that's what we'll call it and um, so fellow sufferers and hearing different people's stories is always good um, it's good to have a talk to like a talk in general we talked about yep. that last time um, very important uh, and just to see that there's other people out there um, not to say it's good that they're suffering but to see other people are suffering uh, is kind of reassuring in a way yeah um, that you're definitely not alone no support support groups are a, are a thing um the when i had uh and was uh, laid up for quite a while they recommended joining support groups um but again uh um that was during covid um so no support groups for cam uh at that stage and uh so my surgeon um recommended oh why don't you go on instagram there's there's lots of uh there's lots of there's lots of people on instagram that you can connect with and um the problem with Instagram was that everyone was really positive, and uh, I was not positive. I was I was not very Instagrammable um, in terms of uh, that sort of thing. But um, yeah, support groups for your mental health, like yeah, talk it out, right? And I think also like I don't want to sound cynical or anything, but mm -hmm. um, Jeremy Wilson's son. Mm -hmm. <laughs> listeners will learn what that means later on i'm sure when we get them on the show and just think folks that's coming up if that doesn't bring you in nothing will really 
work out. I can't wait for the emails we're going to get. Yeah, well, yeah. So no, no offence to ACC and all that, and they're the people that manage the rehab and everything, and it's a really good system in the sense that, like, I don't have to keep paying for all these things. Mm. And if you're on the system and you're keen, there is a lot of stuff you can get. They don't really publicise it very well. Um, I'm lucky that I've got a good physio who can, he's a bit of an ACC guy as well, so he can sort of tell me what I can and can't do and what can and can't get funding. Um, especially at this stage, folks, we're not living in a time of uh, bread and honey, that's for sure. So um, anywhere you can save a buck. Um, mm. And one thing that I, I've taken away from this group session is I think it's a way with money being tight for ACC, where instead of one therapist meeting a whole, you know, one person singularly, they meet a group of people all at once. And what I've found happen through it is I've learnt more from just chatting to the other people on the course than what the course is trying to teach me. That's so good. If that if that makes sense. So from just chatting and just seeing these other people compared to the, you know, they've got us doing homework and stuff like that and I'm a, I'm a grown man. Um, I don't do homework. Uh, but, you know, it's it's more just the people that are on the course that I've sort of made this sort of small connection with. And time goes on, folks. You're going to hear more about it. I'm not allowed to talk about the people and what we knew, confidentiality, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but confidentiality. I tell you. Yeah. I don't even, is that a word? Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I can't say anything personal about it, I think is the best thing. I'm sure they'll be happy with me talking the positives about it, which at this stage, there's plenty of them. Well, you should tell them that you have a podcast and that you'd like to share some stories and that they should listen to it and give you a five-star review. Absolutely. And they could go on the draw to win a book, the NZ Hikes book. <laughs> now, if you go on nzhikes.co.nz, you'll see Mark's book there. It's a lovely book. Um. <laughs> Segways is what we're all about. <laughs> all right. Very good. Now, normally I would ask Mark to give us a little background on, uh, on the story that he's going to tell. But uh, as we hinted at last week, uh, both of us are going to tell a story. And uh, this particular story was uh, of a time, I think it was maybe my last visit to NZ or maybe my the one before that. 2016. 2016. Cameron. And yeah. I can go to the website nzhikes.co.nz and tell you it was the 25th of July. Ah, very good. Okay, so uh, winter time in New Zealand, and uh, me and Mark, we went on a very special trip, one that we've alluded to uh, before on this podcast, and uh, it's a fun story to tell. So now, we had said that we were going to flip a coin uh, to yeah, decide. And can, I, can I just uh, stop you there, Cam? Oh, yes. Because, um, you know, we're into, this is podcast number seven. All right, folks, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And to be honest, uh, the entire time, you know, I've been telling the Mish stories. And so, to be honest, I'm quite tired <laughs> and I need a rest. And also, I want to be able to say what Cam says to me each podcast with the, um, you know, take us on a Mish line. So if you wouldn't mind, Cam, um, you know, taking the helm going first, purely so I can introduce and say the, say the words. Is that all right? Yeah, that's all right. Uh, do you want to tell your version of, of it after, or, would you, or do we wait for yeah, your yeah, version absolutely. next yeah, episode? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, you want to? Okay. I'll clean up. I'll clean up. You know, clean up what's what's been said. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I thought I'd be polite. <laughs> Ladies first, as they say. All right, go for it. I'm ready. Okay, Cam. Um, without further ado, take us on a mish. All right. So when I was thinking about how I was going to tell this story, I basically had two different ways that you can tell it. Now, of course, way number one is to write it down first and craft it into a workable narrative. Or the second way is, of course, a little bit more improvisational. Now, being that I'm very busy um, and also shockingly lazy, I did not write down the story in full uh before before it was time to record so you're gonna get the version of this story uh that i tell uh after a few cups of teas uh at the local uh, at the local tea drinking establishment <clears throat> and it goes like this okay so here's the story of the time uh my friend almost killed me so i'm in new zealand and um I uh, contact my buddy Mark, who I always see him whenever I'm in New Zealand. He's the one guy I make a point to go visit. And uh, we always like to, what he calls, go on a mish. And um, this time around, though, he was very mysterious about where he was taking me. He didn't give me any details. Um, And I think, as I recall, uh, I believe I picked him up from his job. Uh, working uh, at a snowboard shop because it was off season for him. He wasn't on the he wasn't on the on the guiding track. It was off season, and we go for a drive, and then he tells me that we're going to the Cameron Hut, which is along the Cameron River, which runs through the Cameron Valley, and um, I was quite touched. I was like, oh, that's what a nice what a nice place for me to take for me to go. And uh, so we're driving there and we're sort of discussing background and, um, you know, I was like really keen. Like I didn't have great gear. I still don't have great walking gear, but I had enough and Mark was able to sort of outfit me with everything else that I had. And um, I'd also just come off uh, running a half marathon as well. So I was you know, very, very like confident on my fitness. Everything was really good. And I was like, and he was sort of describing the walk to me. You know, it'll take about a day. You know, we'll get up in the morning about 6 or 7 a.m., you know, and we'll sort of take our time, saunter along, you know, stop, maybe have a couple of cups of tea alongside the road, um, you know, that sort of thing, right? And um, I was like, yeah, yeah, sounds good, sounds good, yep, cool, cool. And um, so that happens. So we take a drive. Um, I forget the name of the town uh, that we parked the car in. Um, I'm sure Mark can tell you in his version of events. And uh, so what happens is uh, we're staying the night at like uh, like a little flat so that we can get up in the morning and just sort of hit the road straight away. Uh, and that night um, we get a little bit distracted and maybe have ugh, maybe a little one too many cups of tea. Um, and it's Lake Clearwater Village is ah, where we were staying. Beautiful Lake Clearwater Village. Thank you. Cha-ching! get that uh, sponsorship money coming in um <laughs> and um so we have a couple of cups of tea and um that's fine that's fine good times good times but uh now before i get into the next part of the story i just want to establish here mark is the leader of this expedition now that's going to be important for this story mark is the one who has planned this expedition in terms of route uh, and in terms of weather uh, and timing. Is so that like the way you're just saying it with a slightly different 
um, type of voice there. But anyway, go on. <laughs> so we get up, and instead of leaving at about 7 a.m., by the time we um, uh, clean up the, the empty cups from the, the cups of tea we were drinking, um, it's about 11 a.m. by the time we hit the road. And um, I said to Mark at that stage, I'm like, oh, are you, are you, you sure we got enough? Sure we got enough time to get there? It's like, yeah, yeah, no worries. All good. Okay, cool. No problem. So we wander along. It's a beautiful, bright, sunny day. Um, and you've got to remember, uh, you know, Christchurch winters are really, you know, not that mild. You can get some beautiful, beautiful sun, even though it might be a little chilly. And so we're walking along, having a great time, you know, shooting the, shooting the whatever, um, sauntering along. And, um, and then the elevation starts to change and uh, starts getting a little bit more hilly. Yep, no, no problem. No problem. That's all good. Yep, that's fine. Um, you know, it gets a little harder because, you know, you're walking up hills, but that's okay. Not a problem. And, uh, and then it starts to get a little darker. Um, it's getting to about five o'clock now. And uh, I said that, I said to Mark, um, so it's, it's starting to get dark. Uh, how much longer do you think uh, before we get there? Oh, a couple hours, max couple hours it'll be dark by the time we get there but that's fine i've I've done this before i know where we're going okay great now as the darkness increased and the elevation also increased uh the level of snow on the ground started to increase and so what became uh flat-footed walking soon turned into scrunching through the uh, soft crunch of the snow which then turned into having to adjust your stepping gait for about one, one and a half feet of snow. Now, if you've walked through snow before, you know that it requires a little bit more effort, but that's okay. And um, also the weather had, had, the wind had started to pick up a little bit, you know, it was blowing and I sort of, it had been another hour or so and I sort of said to Mark, uh, you know, he's a, he's ahead and I'm like, hey, uh, so how long until we get to this hut? Yep, no, no worries, about an hour. Max, max an hour, yep, no problem, no problem. I'm like, okay, yeah, no problem. And then the blizzard started. And the clouds covered the moon and the stars. And the wind picked up. And suddenly, I can't see Mark walking ahead of me anymore. And the wind is howling. And the snow, in some places, is waist deep. And I said to him, Mark! Where's this hut? We're gonna die! <laughs> and he calls back, No, no worries, mate. Oh, 20 minutes. 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Okay, okay. okay. So after two hours of 20 minutes uh, goes past, um, and uh, I'm just sort of trudge, trudging along now, you know, kind of resigned to my fate. That's all right, you know. I know we'll get there. I know we'll get there eventually. He knows the way, right? Well, it turns out that he didn't know the way, uh, because the snow had covered up the marking guides that uh, he would normally use to find this hut that we were going to stay at. The and so then he had cairns. a the rock cairns. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, the cairns, cairns, sorry, <clears throat> cairns, the cairns. Um, and so <laughs> he had a brilliant idea. He's like, look. I know it's over one of these gullies. It's 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 over one of these humps and it's in one of these gullies. So, look, what's going to happen is, um, I'm going to go ahead 
I'm going to drop off my pack at the hut, and then I'm going to come back, and I'll help you with your pack. And, you know, having walked for uh, about 20 hours at this stage, um, I was fine, fine with that. Uh, I'm exaggerating. I mean, for for effect, listeners, it wasn't 20 hours, it was, but it was a long it time. Is, it is into the evening now. We are yes. into the evening now. It's not no longer day. It is no longer day. I think it must have been about, probably about 10 o'clock at night. Um, <laughs> so we had been walking uphill through snow for about 11 hours. And, um, and so uh, Mark shoots off. And um, he's like, follow my footprints. And I'm like, not a problem. Problem is, though, is that snow fills in footprints when it's falling. Um, and also there's various trails that are made by not Mark. Um, so it gets a little hard to find one of those trails. And so I don't know what direction I ended up going in because I couldn't see my hand in front of my face because of the snow. So after a while of sort of wandering around and just sort of being very tired, I just sort of stopped because my training of wilderness survival and I, I'll never forget this I had a flashback to when I was in 6th grade on a school camp in the bush and they showed us a video on bush safety and they said when you get lost stay where you are don't move and so words. yeah Wise and words. so I was like right I'm staying where I am Mark's going to come back and visit Mark's going to come come back and find me he has to he's my friend um, and so I uh, dumped my pack down uh, I think I found a, a rock to sit on or something and uh, I was just sitting there and um, and then I started yelling Mark Mark do you, do you remember also Cam you had a faulty head torch or did the head torch not work either because we were going to on and off, it was cutting in and out. Oh, because we were going to use it for signalling each other to find each other through yeah, the just snow. Yeah, just to know where you were. Yeah. <laughs> now, this is where it got to the darkest point of the story, because after about half an hour of just sitting there and not being able to see anything, I sort of thought to myself, "Did I leave Winnipeg, the coldest city on the planet, to come to New Zealand to die of the cold? Is that what's going to happen?" <laughs> And then my other voice said, no, you're warm. Because I was kitted well. Mark, I'll, t I'll tell you one thing about my glorious bush uh, walk leader, Mark. He did kit me out properly. And I was like, no, I'm warm. Warm people don't die. I'm fine. It's just going to, at, mo at most, it's going to be a really uncomfortable night. Even if I never, even if I don't see him, we'll catch up with each other in the morning. So I'm not really in any danger. I'm too warm to die. And uh, so after about another hour of... Um, Mark! 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 I hear on the air. Cam! <laughs> Mark! Cam! And then I see his, his head torch bobbing, bobbing over and through the snow from what I can see, bobbing towards me. And I'm like, and I was so elated. So I threw my arms up in the air and I'm like, Mark! You did it! You found the hut! Nah, can't find it. Uh, found us some rocks to sleep under, though. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see a facial expression change from happiness to... I think there was fear, puzzlement. 
um, like a bit of relief. There was a little bit of relief in there, but no. To be yeah. to be fair, I was so tired. I like I literally just said, "Yep, sounds good." Yeah. <laughs> so we we get to these rocks, and um, and uh, after telling the story in North America a couple of times, everyone's always like, "Weren't you worried about a bear or a badger or something living under there?" I'm like, "No, we don't have those. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have God. yeah nothing that can hurt you in New Zealand." Uh, and on the way on the way back, because like I couldn't mark there, so you know that whole footprint's getting filled in by the snow was in the back of my mind but yeah we got we got there got to the rock so we get to the rocks and um he uh we put our packs down to sleep on our packs to keep dry and um all clothes off full naked straight into the sleeping bag and uh i think we might have had a cup of tea and um, we ate a whole block of cheese just <laughs> the cheese did we yeah just i handed you you took a bite you handed it back i took a bite the oh, I just, to survive. I just, I just laughed so hard. I pulled my, uh, my headphone cords out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so eat a block of cheese, <laughs> get straight into the sleeping bag, have a cup of tea. And, um, and I just remember having one of the most restful, like wonderful night's sleep. I was so tired and like had a bit of a head of steam, like from the, from the cup of tea, but also from, you know, the adrenaline of just like doing this thing that we were doing. And, um, I remember ordeal, I believe is the good word. Good word. Um, and, uh, I just remember I've never slept in a sleeping bag fully zipped up and over your head, but you had to because the wind and everything was so cold. And so I remember I was fully, I was fully zipped up in the sleeping bag, right, right over my head. And you could hear the wind howling. And so, like, a couple of times I woke up at night and I'd unzip my bag. Oop, zip it back up again. And then another night I woke up, and sorry, another point in the night I woke up and I peeked out and the storm was over. And it was just this beautiful, huge full moon just sitting in the sky with, like, clouds kind of partially blocking it, almost like it's a spooky old picture or something. Um, and just this feeling of like, oh, so gorgeous. And then I went back to sleep and then I woke up again. <laughs> oh, no, storm's back. Okay, no problem. Da, 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 da. And so anyway, after a very restful night, uh, one of the best sleeps I've ever had, um, we get going, wake up, Mark takes some embarrassing photos and uh, we set off again to find this hut or Mark sets off to find this hut. He's like, He's like, yep, um, what I'll do is, is I'll set off and I'll find it. Like, and I'm not going to take the packs or anything so I can just find it super quick. It's daytime now, you know, uh, uh, hopefully I can find the, the, the cairns and we can get there. I'll, um, I'll whistle if I find it. Okay, no problem. Well, two minutes later, hey, whistle, whistle, whistle. The hut. It was, it was, it was seven minutes. Seven minutes, thank you. Seven minutes. I've got a photo from when I left <laughs> to seeing our refuge. So the walk to get to the hut was up a hill, down a hill, up a hill, and there it was. 
<laughs> like as the crow flies, we were maybe five meters away from it. Ten meters. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, we get to the hut, uh, burst in. We're still pretty tired. And uh, we we immediately have a little conference, like, how are we going to spend our time here? Well, should we go out and adventuring and blah, blah, blah? No, thank you. We've, we've had our adventure. We're going to sit around in this hut <laughs> and we're going to shoot the breeze. And um, had a great time. Cups of tea. Many daytime cups, cups of tea. Many daytime cups of tea. Um, and uh, we did go out and do a little bit of exploring around the snow. Uh, I think we might have did some cramponing. I'm not sure um but uh yeah didn't have any problems with the weather after that and uh yeah sure enough the walk back half a day (laughs) so we could see we could see little tracks where we went and everything it had settled enough so we could see where we had gone a little uh off off target (laughs) so to speak so um and uh so we walk out um you know, 24 hours to get in, six hours to get back. And uh, that's the story of how my friend Mark almost killed me when I went to New Zealand. The end. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, that's how I remember it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the story I tell slightly different. Um, and it's basically went into the Cameron Valley to the hut, had a great time, returned. The end. <laughs> I just want you to, you know, say your part because it's a little bit longer. Um, no, the only things I'll, I'll add in there, Cam, because that's, that's pretty much how it went. Um, I think some of your times might have, you know, an hour or two might have been added on over the years, but that's fine. You know, the fish always gets bigger after you've caught it and released it. That's fine. I uh, forgot to mention, though, Butch. Remember meeting Butch? Who was Butch? So he was, uh, I think he was Filipino, and we only know his name was Butch by seeing his name in the, um, the hut book, but I kind of remember how when we talked to him and told him that we were going to go up to the hut and the, de- the time of the day it was, he, he just sort of gave us this a bit of confused, like, <laughs> really? You know, you could sort of see it in his face, like, you know what the time is, and and like for um so i'll start defending myself i think now i think it's 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 good to go down that route and i think one thing um i'll say folks out there who have ever been in a um an interesting situation um is there was no point i think you'll you'll back me up at least on this point here cam uh where to me i showed to cam that things were wrong like, did you, every time I saw him, there was a, this is okay, we're gonna, we're gonna be fine. Yeah, that was it's the two, just, that was the two hours of 20 minutes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, panic creates panic, and I've, I've learned this just over guiding and whatnot, and just seeing how situations develop, and so there were points where I was bumbling my way through moraine so if you've ever hiked in moraine when you can see where you're going it's still a real pain in the ass because it's just piles of rock that 
seem endless at points. So imagine that covered in snow and you've got this one little wee shelter to get to. And so I told Cam within this dark hour of time we found ourselves in, um, look mate, like the best thing I can think of, because I knew you were starting to struggle at that point just with just with what was starting to go on, what was evolving into a very interesting situation. <laughs> and so I was like, right, I don't you know, I didn't want to take my friend here and kill him. I really want to find this hut because being there before and um if you read the story about the first time I went there, you'll see that that pretty much happened the first time as well, <laughs> where I was walking into the darkness getting to the hut. But I knew that I was they were there. But there was also a point where I was like, no, like if we just keep looking, we're just going to be stumbling around in the night mm. and things are going to go wrong. So seeing the big rock with the under or overhang underneath it was like, right, that's shelter. I can see the snow's not getting under there. And that's what we're going to get to. And it was lovely. It was like, yeah, it was, it, it was, was lovely. Yeah. Like, and at no point, at no point would, did I ever really feel in danger? Like, you know, I'm being, you know, I'm being facetious a little bit when I say that I, you know, I almost died, but like when it really came down to it, I was like, no, I'm too warm. Like at most, this is mm. going to be a pain in the ass. You know what I mean? Mm. Like the worst case scenario, I'm going to be tired and grumpy and maybe a little bit wet from snow or whatever. You know what I mean? Warm, warm people yeah. don't die. So, yep. And yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who have read stories of people who by moving around and that goes straight back to your point of I'm lost. I'm going to stay where I am because I can't get more lost if I just stay where I am. So people that haven't thought that way and they've mm. thought I'm lost, I'm going to keep going. And then, you know, it's two weeks later when they're recovering the body, which is yeah. 100 meters from the track. Yeah. But they just keep moving around and they find that they come near the track and everything. Like, if you stay put, you'll be found eventually because you're in this one location. Yeah. Um, so, well, there's there's yeah, deaths every year and, and not even in winter too. Like, there's deaths in summer. Mm. People go walking through the mountains. The, the weather changes. They're not properly equipped. And, yeah, like, people die of exposure. Like... Like in summer, mm -hmm. like that'll happen to them because it's there's that much rain or there's that much wind and they're not able to find a shelter to, to stick in or or anything like that. Yeah, happens every year. Because getting, getting lost doesn't kill you. Mm. That's the thing. So if you get to a point where you don't know where you are, you've got to then make decisions that might change what you thought you were going to do for that day because when we... Uh, got up and had a laboured breakfast at about 9am and we had a few extra cups of coffee, we didn't plan that we would be sleeping under a rock. No. <laughs> so when things go wrong, as long as you don't panic, and there was a few times where I definitely had to do what I always tell people and is a classic thing that people forget to do a lot of the times, and that is right, things aren't going to plan and they don't take a big deep breath because you've got to take everything with a clear headspace and the mm. easiest way to do that is just a big breath in and out and then you tackle the problem. And there nice. was a few times where I was like, right, it's not quite going <laughs> as I planned it. Um, this is far more interesting than was planned. But 
I can't just go back to Cam, my mate, who I brought here, and go, hey, Cam, things have turned to custard. We're screwed. Because, um, yeah, probably wouldn't have gone too well if that was uh, the way I approached things. So I do remember, like, every time I saw you, it was that whole... Right, how do I make this situation sound perfectly fine? Oh, I just I just remembered your tone of voice. Yep, not long now, mate. Yep. Oh, yeah, 20 minutes. Yep, not long now. Like, it's like, you piece of crap. I'm not one of your, I'm not one of your uh, innocent little uh, clients that you're taking on this walk. I know when you're fobbing me off. Fine, fine, guide master. Keep going. That's fine. <laughs> Test a friendship there as well. Like, you weren't actually paying me any money. So I could have just gone. There was no financial attachment there. The only people who knew we were there were my parents, and I'm pretty sure they'd lie for me, Cam. I did like the exchange, though, uh, over the internet there that you had with Jeremy Wilson, who will be featured on an episode in the future, folks, where you were talking about something, and then um, you said, I'll be dancing on your grave, old man. And he said, no, you won't, because my grave is going to be at Cameron Hut. <laughs> oh, I thought that was quite good. That's pretty good. You'll have to get there to dance on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the next uh, time I'm in New Zealand, um, like, I don't want to say that we have to go back to the Cameron Hut, because there's too many other good walks to do. But, like, mm. maybe when we're, like, real old, like, maybe maybe we make it, like, a... When, I, when I'm back on like my, my fourth visit from now or something like that. I don't know. So I'm kind of divided. Podcast 600, I think. <gasps> Recording live from the Cameron Hut. From, yes. <laughs> yes, we'll get some Elon Musk internet going. We can do this. This can happen. <gasps> oh, long-term plans. Oh, wow. Okay. Stay tuned, folks. Yeah. If you're, um, if you're a completionist, and uh, you're listening to this years from now and you're up to episode seven and you notice that there is an episode 600 later on, <laughs> you know what you've got, you know what you've got, uh, what you've got in store for you. <laughs> and also, if you've listened for a while and you're like, wait, they were on like episode 41 and now it's 600. That's because we just got tired and we actually just thought we'll just jump ahead. <laughs> we've already committed to episode 600 for some reason now. yeah we'll go so. we'll go on a 30 year break and then, and then come back and post another episode uh. <laughs> oh very good all right now um it's time as always for a very special segment it's talking to rayo with mark and cam Nice. All right. Good, good one. Yeah, good one. Good. Yeah. All right. Now, Mark, uh, I've got another place name for you. Um, this is... And, and I did learn, folks. It's all about learning, this whole thing we're doing here. That's what we always say. It's all always, about learning. Always educational. And, um, and so Waka Tipu uh, is a place that I'd lived right beside in Queenstown and didn't realize the pronunciation of the A's in Waka, which I was taught last week, which... Um, Thanks, Cam. You're so welcome. We're all learning. You're welcome. It's actually Waka Tipu. Uh, obviously, you still need some re some remediation yeah. there, some more practice go. going on there. Waka Tipu. <laughs> there you go. You got it. Boom. Now, um, as always, uh, the way that this game works is that I will spell uh, Te Reo Māori word for Mark to then 
uh, do his best at pronouncing it in the correct Māori fashion, uh, which will then be uh, followed up with the uh, standard European butchering, as we like to call it, uh, followed up with my attempt at a North American version. Uh, I call it the confused North American tourist. Yep. Uh, so, Mark, your word this week is W-H-A-N-G-A-R-E-I. Can that spelling again, please? The spelling, once again, is W-H-A-N-G-A-R-E-I. It is a place name in the north of the North Island. Uh, if you'd like me to use it in a sentence, I can't, because that would give the game away. Stand by. I'm typing it out. I'm <laughs> type it out. <laughs> we can edit this bit out, right? Oh, that's not even... God, no. We're keeping this in for sure. This is gold. <laughs> You're under so much pressure after last week. I know, week. I know. <laughs> and now my iPad's not even working. There we go. Now she's working. Um... Give me the spelling one more time, please. W W H H A N G A R E I. Now you better not be bloody using Google Translate, you little cheat. Fongare. Hey! I got there. I got there. Well I wanted to be correct. Well I'm done. Sure I well done now can i have that one more time just so i can give you a score here all right the place which is north of auckland is called fangare 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 okay um now for some extra credit can you please give me the optional uh provincial pronunciation of the local maori iwi of fangare I'm not sure where you go, so we're ah, not butchering. We're not going all for right. butchering, are we? Now, what made me bring this up? It's actually Wangare. Oh, sorry, I'm not still not pronouncing that right. Wangare. Wangare. Because um, we, we talked about how even within like local areas, last, last week we talked about with how it's, you know, the levels of butchering. It's Wakatipu versus Wakatipu versus Wakatipu. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> but the the there were actually um, I was doing a little bit of research on this research corner. Um, I was doing a little bit of research on this, and it said that um, with actually within New Zealand, there's variations on Maori pronunciation, and so every other uh, m you know Maori word that has a wh is always um, a fa like a like an f sound fangare like you said. Um, whereas the the local iwi they actually pronounce it huangare like with a w um so mm. really just wanted to put a sort of another level of of complication there over that one um and anyway that just shows as well folks that um we're not there's no insult there's no jest here we're just doing our best to say it the 
the way we think is best, you know? We're just trying to make yeah. things the right way. We're not telling anyone that it's wrong if they've grown up saying it a certain way and everything, because that's, that's what they know. Yeah, I know. We're just saying, as far as we know, this is... And there you go. Like, even as far as we know, there's two ways to say it. So. Yeah, well, there's even, there's even disagreement, right? Like... Um like for instance, I remember seeing something on the news because newscasters get this sort of training because it's important that mm-hmm. they say the names mm-hmm. right. And there was debate over, well, should it be Whangarei or Whangarei? And everyone says Whangarei except the people that live in, <laughs> except the people yeah, who yeah, live yeah. in Whangarei. <laughs> when PCness goes like just too far, it sort of contradicts its own self. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So interesting one there. I think I'm going to give you. Uh, I think all things considered, I'm going to give you an eight out of ten for that. Oh, nice. I'll take um, it. I'll take it. That's good. And let's try it one more time. I'll try and say it. Say it again. Fangare, fangare, fangare. Oh yeah, you got to do the um, the r with the r. Fangare. Mm. Nice. Now. Fangare. Uh, fangare or wangare. Wangare. Now, can you give me uh, a little sentence illustrating no effort at all to pronounce it the correct way, please? All right. Uh, well, uh, just above Auckland there, mate, you got yourself your wangery. <laughs> your, your, your wangery? It's just up there, wangery. <laughs> know what I mean? Just There's people wangery. listening in the North Island now that are so angry. <laughs> Sorry. Like we said, it's, it's there's no insult. We're not insulting. Because like, we're saying, like where I live, people say the name completely wrong all the time as well. Like, we're South yeah, Island, yeah. We're we're South Island yeah, boys, yeah. so we barely know how to say it, even the even the terrible New Zealandy way. And, we're doing uh, our best. <laughs> and uh, as always, <laughs> the confused American. Excuse me, sir, sir. Yes, sir. I'm looking for Wangery. Wang Wangari. Wangari, 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 Wangari. <laughs> Beautiful. Love our North Beautiful. American tourists. Thank you. I've come. missed them over here. They're starting yeah. to come back. Yeah, come this to New Zealand. Good. Bring your wallet, please. Yes, please. Yes, thank you. We will pay you in beautiful scenery, as seen in Lord of the Rings and other such movies. Uh, as seen in The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings uh, and Willow. And, uh, and being from New Zealand, we have a list of... Uh, we, we know every film that's ever been filmed in New Zealand. It's like a thing. Yep. Part, of the, part, of the, part of the New Zealand uh, inferiority complex. It's like uh, whenever anyone brings up Jurassic Park, I have to remind them, Sammy, you know, Sam Neill's from New Sam Zealand, Neil. you know. <laughs> that great actor, Sam Neill. Do you, know who, do you know who Canadians do that with? Oh. Ryan Reynolds. They do it with Beautiful. Ryan Reynolds. You know, he's Canadian. <laughs> You've got to have a good person that you, you know, they've got to be good, good stuff. Because um, there is the whole Russell Crowe debate. Yes. We don't want to go down the Russell Crowe debate just now, but. Yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, guys, Google it. Yeah. And you'll understand what we mean. Yeah, there's there's big debates about uh, who has ownership of Russell Crowe, New Zealand or Australia. It's a whole thing. Yeah. All right. Well, that was very enjoyable. I, uh, I've been waiting to yeah, tell no, that thank story. You. Yeah, thank you. you. You were the one. So thanks for taking us on a Mishcam. No problem. It. Well, since I told the story, do you want to learn how to edit and edit it for me? <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll just stick with the normal format, I think. Fair the enough. normal format's working. We don't want to Fair change enough. what's working, you know. Your, your winning formula, you know. Keep with the winning formula. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why, uh, why, why mess with stuff now? 
Now, Mark, have you got any ideas for uh, what sort of story you're going to tell us next week? Uh, no, I think what I'll do, folks, is I'll compile just a few stories of just after I got injured and the things I did to get myself as into the wild as I could and to sort of prove to myself that even though I couldn't hike, this former hiking guide mountaineer could still get into the mountains and go to where he used to hike. So for people out there that maybe have that whole, I can't do anything because I've got a bad back or a bad hip, um, these are just a few of the little things that I've done. And um, they might not work for you, but they might just be that one little thing that gets you out into the wild, that gives you that little taste of that drug that is the wilderness, that makes myself a wilderness addict and will hopefully make yourself a wilderness addict one day as well. We're all about creating addicts uh, here at Bushwhacked. <laughs> healthy addicts. Yeah, healthy addicts, of course. <laughs> okay, no, that's awesome. That sounds like it's uh, going to be a really good story, and I think that's what it's all about, right? Like, we try to Absolutely. balance that humor with the inspirational, so that's really Absolutely. awesome. You did, you did well, Cam. Ah, oh, well, thank, oh, well thank, thank you very that's much. Thank you very much. I, uh, I do like taking the helm on the storytelling occasionally. Excellent. All right. Well, I guess that's about it from uh, us here at Bushwhack Not The Wrestlers. As always, just remember, uh, Mark's got a book. It's on nzhikes.co.nz. You should buy it. Proceeds, profits. Go to Active Hearts um, Foundation. Uh, you can follow Mark's stories at Instagram, nzhikes.co.nz. Facebook slash nzhikes. Uh, send us an email. If you want to give us some feedback or you just want to say hello, it's bushwhacked, not the wrestlers at gmail.com. Uh, bushwhacked is spelt with an H. Uh, you can follow us, Twitter, uh, at bushwhackedpod. Uh, we have a couple of followers now, which is which Woo. is pretty exciting. Um, oh, you guys. Still don't really know how to tweet or uh, what I'm supposed to do, but trying our best. Please help. Uh, hashtags always on a mish and hashtag NZ hikes. Uh, and as always, remember we're running a contest again. Okay, yes. so get a book. So send us a review. Sorry, sorry. Don't send us a review. Leave a review, uh, five star, and then send us proof that you left that review. All right, and we'll get a book sent out to you. Um, yep. Yeah, and we want to know who our listeners are. So say hello to us. All right. Be part of the family. Yeah, Tafano. Kapai. All right, well, this is Cam Clark signing off. This was Bushwrecked, not the wrestlers. Kakite Ano. Namaste, folks. Kakite. <laughs>